You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. Again, my name is Chris Spangle, and I am excited to learn more about our organization today. It is Impact 100, and my guest is Terry Mumford, who is a board member emerita of Impact 100, 100 Greater Indianapolis. My, my apologies. Terry, thank you so much for joining us, and tell us a little bit about Impact 100. Well, Impact 100 Greater Indianapolis is technically a uh, charitable organization uh, approved by the IRS. Our structure is called a giving circle. Uh, we exist because individual women uh, donate $1,000 and we pool that money together. And then our participants, our members vote on how that money is dispersed. And they are active or they can be active throughout the whole process of reviewing grant applications, uh, selecting finalists, and then voting on the nonprofit who receives our Changemaker grant, which is $100,000. Wow. Okay. So tell us, how does a giving circle work? I've never heard of this concept before. Well, the, the idea is that we think, and it's, it's, a, it's a movement that is across the country, uh, we think that women are looking for an opportunity to be directly involved in philanthropy. But not every woman, not every person has a big chunk of money that they can go out and make a, a high impact grant. But by getting a group of people together, in our case, a group of women together, we can pool our resources and make these high impact grants. Again, our, our, our grant is $100,000 and we select a nonprofit that we think is going to make a difference through perhaps an innovative or a new approach. There are impact 100 or comparable giving circles in virtually every uh, state in the United States, but I'm very proud to say that Impact 100 Greater Indianapolis first to follow this model. We were in the first four, five, or six um, uh, states to have um, this giving circle model. Yeah, one of the great things about Indianapolis and in this show is documenting how generous Hoosiers are and how innovative they are in the nonprofit sector. So it's it's not surprising to hear that. Uh, and again, their website is impact100indy.org. That's impact100indy with a Y dot org. Uh, can anyone join the circle? And is it $1,000 a year? Is it $1,000 per project? You know, if you were to join the organization as uh, I assume maybe I know it's a giving to women, but can men join? Tell us about how to join and who can join and what goes on when you do. Right. Our um, members are women. Um, they join at the $1,000 level. However, a group of women can get together and fund a single membership in essence. And our entry level for that is 
Uh, so it's a it's an annual um, donation because we have an annual grant process. We build up our grant pool, which is the phase we're in now. Then we give our entire grant pool away to our the grantees that we select, and then we start over again raising money. Hopefully, from people who have already members. We do have a very high retention rate. Personally, I've been um, a member for 15 years. Um, and so we go back to our members and say, wasn't this, you know, wasn't 2020 great? Let's join in 2021. And now it wasn't 2021 great. And let's join in 2022. Um, but it's a, um, we have a, a good process. We're an all volunteer organization. We have no bricks, we have no mortar. Uh, so all of this is being done by um, volunteers. So do you select the, the organization first and then raise the money or is it you, you're just a part of this, you've, you cut the $1,000 check and then you vote on it? How, how does that process work? Right. That, you know, that is a really, uh, that, the way you ask that question is so great and it's one that I, I, I think really puts this in perspective. We raise the money first um, and that's what we're wrapping up right now. And we're also, because we're wrapping up that fundraising part right now, we're also soliciting applications from nonprofits right now. And so we may have 100 nonprofits start our application process, and then their applications are reviewed by five subcommittees that we have, grant review committees that look at these applications. And each of these committees has a particular subject matter they're looking at. For example, we have a, 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 we call them focus area committees. We have a focus area committee on family, on education, on the arts, on the environment, on health and wellness. And each of those committees reviews applications that are you know, sent to that committee. And then each of those committees in around May will select a finalist and recommend that finalist to our membership for a vote. Our members vote and then by a majority vote, a um, we call it our change maker. Our change maker is selected and that change maker gets $100,000. Now, if we have raised more than $100,000, which we will do, um, whatever is left over is divided amongst the other four finalists. For example, this past um, year, our $100,000 uh, change maker was Family Promise of Hendricks County. But we had four other um, finalists and each of them got unrestricted grants of $26,500. So we felt we had an impact on five agencies and then one in particular got our change maker grant. Fascinating. So tell us, who have you helped in the past? What are some organizations that have received grants and what was the impact of this money? Well, it's, it's very, over the course of, the, of our grant making, we've given to a wide variety of agencies. And um, I think I'll mention a couple because I think they um, may have been agencies that went from perhaps being obscure to being more well-known. 
um, one of the agencies that we funded, and it was um, actually it was about, it was 10 years ago. Uh, Rock Steady Boxing uh, was our change maker winner in 2010, and at that time, Rock Steady Boxing was a tiny little entity that was founded by former prosecutor Scott Newman to deal with um, or to help people who had Parkinson's. And what was discovered is that the movements of boxing training were helpful to people who had Parkinson's. Um, our $100,000 grant to Rocksteady Boxing allowed them to move into a larger facility, hire an executive director, and start promoting themselves to the point where now they are an international and med they're an international organization, and their work has been. Um, medically studied and validated. So that's one that I, I love to. And, and um, if I can interrupt, one of my oh, sure. best friends, the person who uh, changed my life by helping me get my current job, goes to Rocksteady and it has changed his experience with his disease in such a positive way. So thank you personally. It, it has greatly impacted the lives of somebody that I really, really care about. Well, we've had so many stories like that. Uh, two of my f former law partners who are they're married to each other, but the 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 husband um, developed uh, Parkinson's at a fairly young age, and um, his wife became a Rocksteady boxing trainer so that she could set up a center uh, for him and for others. And so there are uh, so many stories. I don't know if you've seen that. There's a 60 Minutes story where Leslie Stahl who's a 60 Minutes reporter, commented on her personal experience with Rocksteady Boxing. So, I mean, if there was that to me, the Rocksteady Boxing story is an example of how $100,000 can be granted to an agency that actually no one's ever heard of, but that presents an opportunity to do something different, unexpected, and the results are amazing. We've had some other... Um, We've had some other um, experiences. There are actually there are probably too many to mention, but one that I um, particularly am, um, I don't know, fond of, but um, ha happy to have been a part of is that we also were a funder for um, an entity called Outside the Box. Uh, and Outside the Box is a, again, was a tiny little organization to try to provide assistance to um, adults with developmental disabilities, they had aged out of the public health, public education system and outside the box provided them with a, a day experience in education, professional development and art. And they came to us and, and they were in a, again, a tiny little closet type place. And we were able to, through our grant, help them to um, buy what was an, an, a, uh, a nursing home facility that was being sold off. And they are now a much larger agency serving um, hundreds of um, adults in this um, circumstance. We just recently heard from them about their experience in trying to adjust to COVID. And it's just a reminder that there are all these, there are many, we have not found all of them, but there are many opportunities in Indianapolis and uh, I suppose, everywhere to find some people who are so dedicated, so excited about what they're doing and to help them fulfill their vision is it's just remarkable. It's why I've kept in my involvement for this many years. 
Well, we are almost out of time. I am speaking to Terry Mumford, who is a board member emerita of Impact 100. Their website is impact100indy.org. It will be in the show notes of the podcast. You can find it at nowhearthisindy.com. If you want to grab that link and join up with Impact 100, what is the one thing that you see working in this project that you'd like everybody to understand? I would like everyone to understand that there is an opportunity for women, for individuals, to have an impact. And for women who are out there listening, it's not too late to join us. Go to our website. We, you have just a couple of weeks here to, to get on the 2021 uh, train. But more importantly, there is an opportunity for all of us who want to make a difference to find the organization that makes us feel part of uh, change for the better. Excellent. Thank you so much, Terry Mumford, for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please email Gabby at nowhearthisindy at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening, and we will be back again next weekend with Now Hear This. Now, libertarian podcasts are usually focused on the philosophy of libertarianism. Our podcast, Upward, Libertarian Activism, provides tips and strategies to help move more people towards the top of the diamond of the world's smallest political quiz. If you haven't taken that, go to theadvocates.org and check it out. We Are Libertarians presents training sessions and special podcasts to teach the basics of running for office, county party organization, and other forms of libertarian activism. Now, early episodes include training workshops put together by me, Chris Bangle, and the Libertarian Party of Indiana. And newer episodes are from the archives of Marshall Fritz of the Advocates for Self-Government, who was a master trainer for libertarians. So get our training manuals and the podcast at our website, UpwardPoliticalTraining.com.